1: Come plan your dream wedding all in one day at the 17th Annual Newport Bridal Show on March 3rd. Meet with more than 80 top wedding professionals at two of Newport's most romantic venues, Rosecliff and Ocean Cliff Mansions. Visit NewportBridalShow.net to buy your ticket today. <laughs>
0: Howdy folks, welcome to the Cape Cod Fun Show. It's the show that's all about having the most fun possible in the most beautiful place on earth, Cape Cod, USA. My name is Eric Williams, and Mung is here. Whoop. And Greg is here. Hello. Oh, and guys, today's show... Zeppelin-sized giganticness, epic importance, put it up there on Mount Rushmore. We have a lot to get to. We are heading right into Valentine's Day, and I hope you guys have your ducks in a row and you're quacking with love and joy, because we got to get it right on Valentine's Day. A lot of pressure to get things right. Let's check the all-important Cape and Islands weather forecast for Saturday. That'll be February 16th, your big weekend on Cape Cod. Partly sunny with a high near 39, not much of a wind Ooh, that's not bad. And uh, Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 35. Again, the wind is down, and that looks pretty good. Let's dip our toe into the all-important tide times around Cape Cod for Saturday. The 16th of February, 2019, the here and now, the crest of the wave. It's all we have. Let's make the most of it together, shall we? You'll see your high tide at about 8.40 in the a.m. That means a delicious low tide around 2:40 in the p.m. And then on Sunday, got the big high tide rolling in across the sand at 9.45 or so. And a nice delicious afternoon high tide on Sunday. Low tide, I mean. 3.43, that's a perfect Cape day. High in the morning, low in the afternoon. Yeah, maybe you can take your special someone on a Valentine's Day afternoon walk on the flats with that uh, low afternoon time. You time it right. Uh, maybe you're, uh, you've are you missed the real Valentine's Day. It's now the 16th of February on a Saturday. It's your Valentine's Day weekend. Yeah. So now you're trying to repair the hurt. Of forgetting Valentine's Day, and you say, Honey, let's go out to the flats. Uh, Somehow the epic vistas and the muck will erase all the turmoil from your mind.
2: If you grab just a couple of oysters while you're out there, that will do it. Here you go,
1: honey.
0: Fine. I hope you can shuck these with your
1: teeth. I could get a pearl.
0: Yeah. All right, you could hide a ring in an oyster and then hopefully you don't lose the oyster while you're going to get the person from the parking lot, and uh, then you'll lose the ring in the uh, oyster.
2: It's very romantic.
0: An uneasy time, Valentine's Day for a lot of people, because let's face it, it's pressure, it's love, it's aspiration, it's Cape Cod, it's salty, it's dreams, it's everything in life. How can you possibly succeed? No way. Maybe chocolate, though, right? Chocolate is an excellent...
2: good choice.
0: And we are blessed on Cape Cod with some of the finest chocolate around. I'll throw it out there. One of the places I love going is the Chatham Candy Manor. We've been down there many times, my family, over the years. They're extremely jolly. They're dipping things in the back. The chocolate's flying around. And if even sort of half-ask them, they'll sing one crazy candy cane song, because they make candy canes, too. So that's my vote. For sweets on Cape Cod, for the sweet around Valentine's Day, the Chatham candy are on Main Street in Chatham. That's probably the only place we know of, so we'll move on, and then... Oh, no. What? I've got a place. The Chocolate
2: Sparrow in tweet, Orleans. Tweet, Greg. Which is tweet, Greg. Tweet, tweet. Excellent, excellent. They have an awesome selection of chocolates. Their chocolates are really high quality. It's just a fun place to visit. It's on... Oh, is that old Colony Road? Oh, what is yes. that? What yes. Is yes. It is it you're right, it right. Very good, yes. Mr. Thank Cartography. <laughs>
1: it's such, such a great place. I was actually up there this past weekend. I got a lot of chocolates. Uh, they had like this delicious English butter crunch. And then I got some like caramel turtles, all made from scratch. Oh, it's just so sumptuous. Now, Very when hot. you
0: say caramel turtles, Mung, I know you have some interesting dietary sort of habits. Is this an actual chocolate covered turtle, like a Kemp's Ridley or something?
1: Uh, no, it's just one of those uh, boxed turtles, not the endangered ones. Oh, You've you got to keep an eye out for that. Oh, so
0: they don't have to be cold-stunned <laughs> to uh, be processed? Well, they're cold-stunned when they're dipped into oh, the cold chocolate, correct? Okay, right, right, right. <laughs> and yeah. of course, we're kidding. We love turtles. We've helped we rescue turtles. Them. We love turtles. We adore them. Although Hmong eats chocolate-covered turtles, apparently. Hey. Mm-hmm. I would also say about the Chocolate Sparrow uh, in Orleans is they have an excellent selection of foil-wrapped chocolates. And that is my weakness, man. The little crinkly foil. Oh, it could be anything. A heart or a little Santa or or just some fanciful present wrapping. I love when it's foil wrapped. I think that makes it a party. You mean like a chocolate kiss? uh, Oh, sure. They have chocolate kisses, but you can take it to a whole new level with all sorts of colorful foil wrapping, Greg. Uh, They have uh, some great Explorer foil wrap. There's Magellan, Columbus, Hernando de Cortez. I think it's Hernando de Caramello, actually, they call him that, and they're all Really? Um, no, I'm kidding about oh, all okay, that. Person. okay, okay. No, I was yeah, I was gonna I was gonna check Famous it out. John I was Cabot gonna, I was Fudge, gonna, you know, expand my chocolate. horizons. No, they have all sorts of great stuff though, and uh, I've had so much fun Wonderful in fuzz. the chocolate sparrow just looking at the chocolate makers and dreaming. Uh, Although I must confess to you fellas here, I really don't like fudge. What? I'm sorry. You know, it's kinda too sugary, it's not like,
2: like Fudge's a gooey sort of it's Maybe never even been... with some nuts in there. I'm not that crazy about nuts and stuff. You mean but... in the store or? Wasn't your nickname in high school
0: Panucci? <laughs> Does that mean fudge in Italian? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's that non-chocolate fudge. It almost looks like peanut butter. That...
0: That's another kind of fudge? Oh, yes, With yes, no chocolate in it?
1: People love
2: it. Well, I
0: know I don't like that. <laughs> what the heck's going on out there?
2: Okay, uh, dark chocolate or white?
0: Well, we're talking about uh, sort of a Valentine's Day chocolate thing here, and I will put it to you fellas that... Valentine's Day is a dark chocolate holiday, whereas Easter is a milk chocolate holiday. Hmm. Because, you know, the Valentine's thing is about the strong and romantic feelings we all have. We're brimming with them, right? Absolutely. And uh, the love, love is dark chocolate. Like romantic love is dark chocolate. It's a, it's a, it's a river flowing from the mountains, full of feeling and, and dam water and and sticks maybe. And it gets down and it's cold and it's maybe in the Arctic and it flows deep blue or deep chocolate into the ocean of consciousness. Whereas Easter would be more like. I'm a light, fluffy bunny, barely tethered to the earth by gravity. My chocolate must be as light as my mood. Shall we hop? That was beautiful. Wow. Seriously. Thank you. That was beautiful. I, I rest before the jury here of yeah, Mung and does, Greg.
2: But where does where does white chocolate come in?
0: Oh, Ever? my God. Ever? Um, uh, white chocolate is for the folks who live <laughs> in deep, shadowy crags below the Alps in Switzerland and have developed an aversion to the cacao bean. Hmm. So they have some a square of white chocolate, and then they begin to yodel, and it sounds something like this, Greg. Right? re-ho. Excellent. See, that's the come hither, Greg yodel.
1: Wow. I may have to agree with your dark chocolate, but only for this reason. Um, dark chocolate can be a little bitter, just like many relationships.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's sad. That's, well, that's the problem with Valentine's Day. <laughs> I mean, well, we do have some Valentine's Day events. Oh, what about Kilwin's chocolate? Oh, that's right. I wanted to
1: give a little uh, shout out to <laughs> one more ch- chocolate place. Um, uh, this is Kilwin's on Main Street in Hyena. It's an old-fashioned confectionery uh, chocolate place. They have homemade chocolates. They even do ice cream, handmade sweets. This
0: is a chain, though. We have to it, it, divulge it is that, a, it is but a it chain. looks like a charming chocolate chain. Very charming.
1: A, a nice big space on Main Street. It's like uh, like a sugar haven in there. They seem very nice, and uh, they'll be making a lot of chocolate tomorrow, they say, on Valentine's
0: Day. Now, wait a second. Weren't you talking before the show about some kind of marathon chocolate-making session they were involved in around Valentine's Day?
1: The uh, gentleman who answered the phone said they're going to be uh, rolling uh, for 24 hours on Valentine's Day with their chocolate-making, and they'll be open for the public.
0: So, Greg, you could run out of your house at, like, 3 in the morning oh, yeah. and save your marriage. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you should be ready to last, get... <laughs> last ditch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come on, come on! Yeah, yeah. Killwinds on Main Street Hyannis, 24 hours of Valentine's chocolate Chocolate, that sounds fantastic. How about an event on uh, Valentine's Day, guys? uh, Something that will help us sort of put our words into feelings or someone to put their feelings into words? Something like that? Poets express words of love. To celebrate Valentine's Day, the Welfly Public Library will host an evening of poetry with five writers from the Voices of Poetry group presenting words of love. They're going to celebrate all the aspects of love from... Platonic to romantic, from the idyllic to the dysfunctional, with all stops in between. And so a bunch of poets, that's 5.30 to 6.30 on Thursday, Valentine's Day at the Wellfleet Public Library on West Main Street in Wellfleet, and it's free. So you get the poet thing going, you got that troubling love, you got the good love, dysfunction is part of the whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Mung, I know you had that hard breakup, Uh, I know you've been sort of working your way through it, and... uh, I know you got kicked out of the zoo because of that, and uh, I know there have been all sorts of issues. How are you responding?
1: Well, maybe among uh, special someone didn't like the uh, gift uh, that they received, which was a bucket of chum and a 1987 edition of Reader's Digest.
0: Was it a new edition or had it been perused before?
1: <laughs> oh, perused before and uh, doggy <laughs> U- ears.
0: <laughs> used. <Nice. laughs> Now, a bucket of chum, that's kind of a nice present. Chum, of course, is kind of uh, fish bits and things ground up in a pail, sometimes ladled over, like in jaws, to make the sharks come up. And and I have found over the years that chum makes an excellent emergency salsa. (laughs) Mm. So, I mean, if you're at your house and you you forget to go out and get something to dip the chips into, you go out to the shed and take that 50-gallon drum of chum, crack it open, (laughs) and just plop a bowl in, bring it back into the house, and say, I think you're going to like this. It's protein-enriched.
1: If it's good enough for a rehabbing seal, it's good enough for anyone, I say.
2: That's right. And just add some tomato juice to it, you know? It'll be yummy.
0: Speaking of peace, I found myself in Chatham over the weekend, and I had a peaceful feeling when I rolled into Marion's Pie Shop. It's open after their winter hiatus. They were closed for like a month, month and a half. People were wandering around like zombies on Cape Cod saying, where's my pot pie? Where's my pot pie? And I went in and got a chicken pie with veggies. That means peas and carrots for those scorekeeping Mm -hmm. at home. I also got a dozen Parker House rolls, which are these lovely, giant, fluffy, slightly sweet, but not too sweet, delicious rolls that they make there. My family just went crazy over the pie and the rolls. People were lined up there. And I've never seen happier customers anywhere than when people are walking out of Marion's with, like, three pies. Mm -hmm. They have accomplished Mm -hmm. something with their lives. And, oh, the fruit pies, too, are excellent. Mm -hmm. And it was a grim Mm -hmm. time when they were away. I hope they had a good vacation. But it's back open. That's at 2022 Main Street in Chatham. And they're open most days. Is there a better winter comfort food dish
1: than a delicious pot pie?
0: We had a guest over that night, and we popped the pie into the oven, and, you know, you let it go for a while. You start to smell it, and we brought that puppy out there, and everyone felt so good and warm in the winter. It's almost like you're climbing into the chicken pot pie yourself and pulling the crust in under your chin (laughs) like a blanket. Hmm. (laughs) That's a good feeling. (laughs) I'm telling you that, fellas, right now.
2: That's a a good image.
0: Very good image. man. So, I mean, things are heating up on the Cape. We are turning the corner and zooming towards spring. And the events listings are picking up like crazy. I wanted to toss this one out at you because it just stuck in my imagination. From Baroque to bluegrass, it's a mandolin-domra duo. That's 3 to 5 p.m. convenient hours. Greg, you could make that show. Definitely. February 17th at the Cultural Center of Cape Cod, 307 Old Main Street in Yarmouth, which is a beautiful building. and It's like an old bank or something. It's crazy in there.
2: Used to be the Bass River Savings Bank.
0: It's all sorts of marble and beauty. It's, be- it's, it's beautiful. It's an incredible room. It is. It is. So it's a $15 thing for this duo. Mandolin Domra from Baroque to Bluegrass. And I'm going to put the uh, question out. Anyone know what a Domra is? Domra. Going once, going twice. Domra.
1: Ah, yes. It's an it's an old-style hat made of straw.
0: Domra is a hat made of straw. <laughs> That's incorrect. <laughs> going to you, Greg. A Domra. A
2: Domra. It's like a washboard, isn't it? Uh, a washboard
0: that you go, whiskey, whiskey, yeah, yeah, whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, not that uh, the Domra not. is a long-necked Russian, Belarusian, or Ukrainian folk string instrument of the lute family with a round body and three or four metal strings. Kind of sounds like you, Hmong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's from the Lute
0: family, I'm in. <laughs> Who doesn't love Lutes? Everyone stand up for Lutes. So that actually sounds cool because it's a beautiful room. I bet it sounds nice in there. And a mandolin and Domra playing Baroque music, which can be lovely. Greg probably knows about the highfalutin side of music. And bluegrass, which is more Hmong style. I love bluegrass. So we have everything covered. Baroque. Folks, I will see you. Oh, yeah. At the Cultural Center of Cape Cod. You know what they
1: say, if it isn't Baroque, don't fix it.
0: (laughs) Okay, after that, that, uh, all the air has gone out of the room. It's time to take a walk. Time for us to continue our winter walking series. And we are taking you now, whisking you away to the charming village of Katamath, which earlier today, Greg said, was in Falmouth. (laughs) (laughs) But after some hard research, we have determined it's in Bourne. Greg. Sorry. We both said Bourne.
2: i oh, sorry. sorry. You said totally. Falmouth. I know.
0: I don't know. You used to work in Falmouth, too. I know, I know, I know. All right, take it easy. Down, no,
2: down ma- it. Maybe it's in
1: Sandwich.
0: Sandwich? No, no,
1: really, it's in Bourne.
0: It's in Bourne going down that lovely Buzzard's Bay coast, and that is the quiet corner of Cape Cod, and always nice to visit. Always amazing how beautiful and mellow it is down there, and that's coming from an outer Cape guy who knows quiet. So we're talking about the Lawrence Island Trail. This is a seven-acre woodland parcel with sandy beaches, really nice. Uh, The parking's along Grasslands Lane and has access to the island along the shoreline below the high tide mark. Huh, that seems interesting. I've walked this before, took some amazing pictures. You're sort of in between Squatigue Harbor and McGanzet Harbor. And those are two harbors down there, mystery harbors in this land of little bays, little harbors bordering on the vast Buzzards Bay, the mighty Buzzards Bay. This is a real walk, take some pictures, see some beautiful things... Yeah, this is a, a really cool walk. You
1: know, it's the winter. You want to get out there. You can't be cooped up. It might be a little chilly, but put on a jacket, get out there, walk on Lawrence Island. And according to uh, the Buzzards Bay Coalition and their website, SaveBuzzardsBay.org, you could see fox, mink, ospreys, seabirds, mm. lots of hawks, lots of songbirds. So bring out those binocs, which is what a uh, pre-millennial's you know, cool word for binoculars. So Binox. Bring out your binocs.
0: Get out there.
2: See some things
0: on Cape Cod. I got a Binox injection, actually, because of the, <laughs> all the uh, wrinkles and uh, the scarring.
2: Wait, isn't um, that a growth
0: somewhere bo- on, Botox. Your,
2: on your toe?
0: I have a horrible growth uh, at the bottom of, of my neck, and it goes all the way up, and it's called my head.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we tried a transplant, but it didn't work. <laughs> For a while, I was a uh, 47-year-old librarian in Des Moines. <laughs> And it didn't work. We had to put the heads back on each other. Uh-huh. But the things I learned. Uh-huh. All right, Greg. That's fine. Oh, we should talk about this, too. Um, if we're talking about seeing wildlife on Lawrence Island, which is lovely, lovely spot to go in Katamit, I think we can safely say that the holy grail right now for birders and nature watchers on Cape Cod is to somehow discover and document an eagle's nest. Totally, totally. there has been a ton of talk about totally. this, and we know we have more eagles than we have had in the past. Frequently sighted at Long Pond in Brewster, Harwich, World, and other places around the Cape, but apparently no one has found their nest. A, since an what, for nest.
2: like hundred, hundred years? Right. More since than Teddy I, they, Roosevelt
0: was president. Teddy as, Roosevelt. Uh, yeah, yeah. Doug. That's, that's, that's incredible.
2: Story. How is that possible?
0: Well, I mean, maybe they don't stick around. They just come in, they eat, they get some fish, and then they migrate back to wherever, Maine, Virginia, wherever. They just, they just didn't like what they saw enough to settle down, Greg. Hmm. Why wouldn't they love the Cape? Everybody hey, it's, loves it's it. Everybody personal. loves the Cape. Well, it's
1: a little expensive to get a place down here. That's
0: true. An eagle's yeah, nest true. on the Cape will cost you like two-thirds more than an eagle's nest like in Maine.
2: True. That is true.
0: But apparently these things are huge and can weigh like, I don't know if someone was telling me a thousand pounds or something. What? Hundreds of pounds. What? They're huge. Like I don't know. A bald eagle? I I think someone was telling me like
2: they are big.
0: The biggest one ever that people had ever seen or something was like twenty feet deep. Can this be true? Wow. Wow. Like, but yeah. Imagine an osprey nest. Right? Those are pretty big. We all see them on all the poles everywhere around Cape Cod. So an eagle's much bigger than an osprey.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: So they probably need a bigger place. And so somewhere probably on the Cape right now is at least one secret. Eagle's nest that everybody's looking for.
1: Oh, Mung will find it. I will take photos and videos because I have a an easy way to find this nest. He's an easy lover. Thank goodness if someone I'm got Mung gen- <laughs> for his birthday some bald eagle musk cologne. Really. <laughs> So all I have to do is spray some of that bad boy all up and down to my face, waddle over to the woods, and I will instantly. I saw that stuff
0: at Macy's. It was called Raptor Scream, (laughs) (laughs) for men. (laughs) Get away! Get away! Every squirt is like the scream of a raptor finding prey. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! So that might work. Special spray, Greg. You willing to get sprayed down? We have a sample bottle right here. I'll try it, (laughs) he's turned into a raptor
2: or is it a cat I don't it know like it's, uh, it's uh
0: they are they are probably horrifying.
2: they are probably the most beautiful bird wouldn't you say don't I mean, they have a bad America's reputation though in some places though as like bird? real
0: like their problem for people in Alaska or they're always grabbing stuff they may yeah I don't know that would be awful you're, you're running along you're a chipmunk you're loving life you're bounding maybe you're a rabbit you're hopping you're going to your first hop at the Rabbit High School, and out of nowhere, a shadow—maybe that's all you see—and next thing you know, there's real painful back talon things, and you're 500 feet in the air, going on a trip to a mystery eagle's nest <laughs> somewhere. And there's no return ticket, <laughs>
2: unless the chipmunk has a camera with it.
0: It yeah. calls 911 or something. What do no, you mean? No, no, no. He takes a photo of the
2: nest. The the, I, I, the chipmunk's gonna be as his last famous. act. Yes, exactly. Before he's devoured, <laughs> he, drops he, camera, his, he drops the camera. He drops the camera. Someone picks phone? it up. They like they like
0: they like look at all the photos. Like, oh my god! I get the first dim photos of the nest. I suppose Since Teddy if, Roosevelt if he can transmit them if he can send them before he's devoured. Oh right. Because you got to take the picture, you yeah. got to send it, and then you're going to be eaten, and all they'll find is, like, tiny, fluffy chipmunk parts.
2: Uh, do you think chipmunks have thumbs? Are they <laughs> able to, you know, on the phone?
0: Well, we've outfitted 10 cape chipmunks with thumbs as part of this Find the Eagle's Nest program. They keep falling off, but hopefully one or two of them will manage to accomplish this task. I would
1: do just fine in an eagle's nest because I eat most of my meals out uh, the regurgitated method anyway, and it's kind of <laughs> awkward to ask the, the waiters to chew up the food and spit it into my mouth, but, you know, they do. it; You just <laughs> slip them an extra tip. So I'd do just fine up in that nest.
0: <laughs> oh, man. That is... I just want to end the show right now, Greg. I can't... I that's, can't a,
2: that's a grim I, image. I will never unthink
0: yeah, un- that. Okay. All right. So that's, uh, that's about the holy grail of birders, but... It speaks to the crazy birding level of activity there is on Cape Cod. It's always nuts. People are crazy about birds. They're crazy. But I'd like to find that nest. Oh, now, too. if you found the nest, would you climb up the tree so you could get cuz it's supposed to be on like a top of maybe a big white pine really high up. Would no. you dare climb you, that tree? Aren't, aren't bald eagles protected? You can't go
1: anywhere
2: near them.
0: I hear if you sort of coo to them, they can sort of be brought around eventually. Keep your distance.
2: All before right. they like stick their talons in you a few times, oh then finally don't mess finally, with the finally subdue them. <laughs> oh, okay, you know.
0: I guess if it was empty, you could just wait in it like Mung was saying, and you know, when they got back, you'd be there saying, you know, I'm a squatter, I'm a nester, I'm I'm lonely. I'm not sure what you would say to an eagle, Greg. <laughs> I don't know. Alright, we do know this though, coming up next week on Cape Cod is February school vacation. And that can be a tough time on Cape Cod because, you know, the weather's really not that great. We never have snow. It never sticks anyway, so the snow fund's not available. A lot of people go south, a lot of people go north. If you're sticking around here, there are some good events coming up, including this one, Kitchen Camp with Joseph Sizneski Kitchen Camp, it's a week-long cooking class at the Cultural Center of Cape Cod, and they teach you things like fun with chicken, flatbreads, pastas. This looks like a three-day deal. February 18th, 19th, and 20th, it's a $95 fee. But you learn how to cook as a kid with a real chef. Wow. That sounds kind of exciting. Did they say what the age group is? 8 to 12, but flexible. Mm. So kids in the kitchen with with implements and making chicken. Knives. I mean, I'm, I'm very happy that my kids are finally sort of able to make like ramen noodles Mm. and uh, maybe some mac and cheese and a Mm -hmm. quesadilla here and there it's kind of eggs it's an exciting liberation to learn how to cook maybe they'll be be able to
2: uh, make their own uh, lunches
0: I make all the lunches in my house, No, 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 but maybe they will be able to make their
2: own. Wouldn't that be exciting?
0: I prefer to to have quality control on those lunches. I want to make sure everyone gets their biscotti and their strawberries with sugar. Yogurt. And the yogurt with the little bag of granola taped to the top. I have strict (laughs) guidelines I must follow every morning, which are starting to drive me nuts. There's also Marcus the Magician. You guys love magic. February 19th at the Cultural Center of Cape Cod in South Yarmouth. He's a magician. His name is Marcus. I imagine there's some magic.
1: Hmm. Wow. Well, so, maybe he makes something or someone disappear.
0: Uh-oh. That's trouble. <laughs> so there's a bunch of other stuff. You can see that kind of stuff at CapeCodOnline.com, our travel and destination and events website. What else is going on out there, people? Now, Greg, I know you love opera. You are a huge opera fan, and here's an event for you, and you can wear your tuxedo. (gasps) When's the last time you wore your tuxedo? It's been a long time since I wore a tuxedo. You still have one? I
2: I love my tuxedo. Is it
0: tucked away somewhere? I think it still fits, yeah. So, get it out. There is a gigantic Super Opera Gala Benefit Superfest. Songs of Love and Elegant Dress is the recipe for Opera Theater of Cape Cod's Valentine's Weekend Benefit Concert Gala called some enchanted evening Mm. centered around love and all its variations opera music and musical theater favorites including work by Verdi Dvorak someone else Stephen Sondheim (laughs) including the agony duet from Into the Woods Rodgers and Hammerstein stuff from Carousel and Puccini's La Boheme Puccini there'll be a soprano a mezzo soprano a tenor and a baritone and among other things black tie is encouraged for dress but is optional Nice. This is fifty dollars, seven p.m. Saturday, at Wellfleet Preservation Hall, right downtown Wellfleet. Right downtown. That's a nice building. What do you say? Mm. It sounds wicked classy. Which I don't know among you and I. I don't know. We put on our smocks. They turn us away at the door. (laughs) Yeah. But Greg could be like. I uh, could dress up in a tux. Seven. Oh yeah. Uh, Bryant. Greg Bryant. Oh. You could walk in. Hello. Adjusting your cufflinks. Hello, darling. Give
2: me my martini. Where's
0: that Dvorak you promised, eh? What, 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 what? I don't know. Maybe. And, that,
2: and that guy whose name I can't pronounce.
0: Uh, did the guy whose hat knocks the statue head off? Something like that. All right. That's one of the villains in Bond. What else is going on? Oh, you know? odd job. Odd job. Odd job. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Woohoo. All right, speaking of. Uh, Odd jobs, putting on short plays fast is not easy. And you know that I've always been a little leery Of going to theater because I I tend to get nervous in the audience that they're going to come off the stage and seek volunteers and drag you back up on stage and say like get in touch with your feelings and like pull your shirt off and throw eggs at you and you know it's some kind of performance thing you didn't see coming.
2: That is something that I actually worry about every time I go out. It's like please don't make this interactive. Don't invite (laughs) audience members up. Don't come in the audience. Don't do anything with me. I don't want to Participate. I'm here to watch. All
0: right, put on this uh, feather hat and you're a gull. How do you feel? How do you feel ah. you're a gull? And I don't want to be dragged onto stage to have to experience that. So I'm, I've been leery of theater in the past. However, as you may recall, a couple weeks ago, I went to the Mosquito Story Slam at the Provincetown Theater. And that was such a blast and such a warm community feeling that now I'm thinking maybe some of these more unusual theater things could be a lot of fun. There's a couple of them coming up this week. Weekend. Two theater programs this weekend offer short plays in unusual circumstances. On Friday, Sandwich Arts Alliance will host 6x10 Fast and Fun. A night of readings of six 10-minute plays right in a row. $10 donation requested at the door. That's 7 o'clock at the Masonic Hall in Sandwich. So that sounds pretty crazy. A 10-minute stage reading or a play? I can I can handle that. So I guess the mood for the evening will be lighthearted with romantic comedy interspersed with many memorable one-liners. Whoa. That's like this show. That is <laughs> that's you. That's like the Cape Cod Fun Show. That is Eric Williams. Now, here's something that's a, lit, a bit more high-wire act. The Provincetown Theater and Provincetown Playwrights Lab will partner to produce the ninth annual edition of the 24-hour plays. As I understand it, people show up at the theater... On Friday night, they get eight playwrights, eight directors, 24 actors, and together they write, rehearse, and present in 24 hours eight new plays. That's crazy. That's so awesome. That is insane. So I guess they work all night or something. Uh, The the performances will take place at the deadline, that's funny, of 7.30 p.m. Saturday with an encore at 2 p.m. Sunday. That's at the Provincetown Theater, 238 Bradford Street. So that's February 16th and 17th. Man, if, if you had to write a play, Greg, what would it be about? What would you do?
2: Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's just, the, the pressure would be intense. Plus, it's one of those things where I, it, it's it's almost like I'm in the theater and they're, they're, the people are coming off stage and they're dragging me up to do something. It's it's just, it's the same thing. No, I think I'd, we'll have I'd, to come I'd, up with one. I'd, I'd freeze.
0: How about uh, Mung's trip to Pluto? Ah, Yes. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, this is NASA calling Mung in the spaceship. Uh, Mung, are you near Pluto? Over.
1: I'm passing Uranus. I don't think I, you can say. I'm almost near Pluto. Wait, is Pluto even a planet anymore? No, it's not.
0: Don't raise that issue. It was a planet when you started the voyage. We'll just sort of pretend, uh, unless it's really boring. Over. <laughs> oh, dear. And so Mung landed on Pluto. And there he had a strange encounter with a gelatinous being that looked somewhat like a gummy bear. <laughs> 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 uh, who are you? <laughs> Meowp. Mung comes in peace. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> See, there you go, Greg. It's not that hard. <laughs> Mung's trip to Pluto. I couldn't handle it. The there was a memorable one-liner in that. It was. I liked it.
2: Very entertaining.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs>
1: uh, Can you don't imagine like... the amount of creativity that has to be in the room?
0: That's got to be fun, uh, though. Yeah. Neat. So, that sounds like some wild, and I think that's what I like, is edgy theater. That's what I like. Well, it's because you're edgy. I'm not. What's What's your idea of a you're good night at su- the theater? You're super edgy. Like a Burns and Allen sort of retrospective, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> That's going back there. All right, what else we got going on? Oh, it's a couple music events. There's a lot of music blooming up around on Cape Cod. I don't even know why, but here's a chance to hear some music that we usually don't get a chance to. I'll ask you, Mung, do you like Cajun music?
1: Um, I like Cajun music, yeah. Anything from the New Orleans era, area, I
2: love it.
0: Greg, Cajun?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, then you're in luck because the uh, Cape Cod Museum of Art is hosting a Cajun dance party. Whoa. Digny Fingus, Digny Fignus, Digny Fignus and his band will play a Cajun dance party concert offering a mix of Americana, Roots, Blues, and Country. Nice. Part of their Super. Music and More series. Wow. Super perky music. It's great music. Apparently they're going to be playing um, the Fignesses concept CD that tells the story of a character called Johnny Boudreau, described as a man too good looking for his own good. <laughs> the story is currently being developed into a Cajun opera. Nice. Wow. What? Wow. That's that's incredible. Yeah. That sounds really uh, interesting. That's 2.30 to 4 p.m. on Sunday at the Cape Cod Museum of Art, 60 Hope Lane in Dennis.
1: Can that I is, BYOJ, uh, which is
0: bring your own jambalaya? Oh, listen to that. <laughs> you know, I'll have you fellas know I lived in Louisiana for about five months, maybe six months. Really? Yes, in Lake Charles, Louisiana. at some weird job on a construction site and the, the people were marvelous just fun fun loving the music was great like when you woke up the morning show that everyone listened to was all Cajun music yeah mm-hmm. so it'd be some guy with like a Cajun accent oh good morning get up and we're gonna go with this and then they'd go in and they're playing and you're driving to work listening to Cajun music and Really, just awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. So Good would,
1: horns, good percussion. Yeah, Love it.
0: wicked, uh, just life-affirming mm-hmm. stuff and uh, down on the bayou and all that kind of stuff. So I would imagine that could be a really fun time, hmm. a Cajun dance party. And Greg, you can still wear your tuxedo. Oh, can I? Or you can wear your overalls.
2: I think I'll wear my tux.
0: Because you can wear your crawfish catching overalls that you wear when you go down the bayou. Oh, yeah. And get the crawfish. Mm-hmm. which I ate while I was down there in this big kind of square cement restaurant out by the highway, and it's tiny little lobsters, and you're just eating them, and you got to roll your sleeves up because all of a sudden, like, the hot sauce that they're cooked with starts dripping down your arms and dripping off your elbows, and you're eating all these crazy little critters one after another. That's, do you have to shell them? You just sort of twist them, yeah, and then, like, the tail suck comes. You pinch the tail, I think, and then the question is, do you suck on the head? That was, like, an expression... And that's where like a lot of the hot sauce sort of gets stuck in there, and that might be the goopier stuff. But most people I saw, I think they sucked the head huh. of mm. the crawfish, and there's like they, they boil them with potatoes and stuff. So it's like this big thing is just spread out in front of you, like on wax paper, and off you go. Did you ever ever have ever did you ever have a po' boy? A po' boy sandwich, an oyster po' Yes, I had yes. that in New Orleans. They have them around here too. That's still like a fried oyster sandwich, right? I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. With some kind yeah. of special sauce or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, fried oysters, boys. Uh. Oh, that's emperor food. All right, one more uh, band event before we skedaddle. Greg, you love the blues, right? You've often sang the blues. I live the blues. What's it like? <laughs> it's depressing. Actually. So it's like you're, you're you're down by the river or you're near the railroad tracks. How does it work? Oh yeah, you're just you're just kind of out there and you're
2: you're you're it's 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 a life it's a life affirming thing. It isn't depressing.
0: Now people are trying to hold you down though. Sometimes life. Well yeah, it's not you know everything's isn't like roses. And sometimes there might be relationship issues that make you sing the blues or live the blues. Yeah, a lot of bad relationships actually. Most relationships do not work out. You'll wake up in the morning, and you put on your shoes, and the next thing you know, you have a case of the blues. And then you, yeah, and
2: and then you pick up your guitar, or if you're like a, you know, harmonica guy, if you're like a, you know, a
0: howling wolf, you know, you pick up your harmonica, you you know, you you start, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's... Have you ever howled with pain from the blues that you're feeling?
2: Yeah, I think I have. And
0: how does that sound? Is that different from the raptor sound? No, it's more like a... (gasps) Whoa. Wow, He that does have got, the
2: blues That's a yowl, it's a, it's, it's a deep He's a blues pain, man The deep. pain
0: and the pathos pain. in that yowl, yeah It's, wow, deep. I mean, that's like you hear it coming from his house when he can't locate his TV clicker <laughs> like, Where is it? I can't watch I can't watch Nova Where's my remote? I can't find it oh, Honey! <laughs> You're sitting on it, Greg and that's how you get the blues. And then you have to get get, you get your butt up and actually flip Ugh. the channels yourself. You'd rather have someone come in, put you in a sling, and lift you up and retrieve the remote, put you back down on the couch, yeah. and then you could say, "I don't have the sling blues no more." That's too bad. Ow. Well, if you love blues, Steve Morgan and the Kingfish, an Adder Cape band that plays modern blues and R&B, they are a fun band. I know Steve; he's a good guy. They're hosting a release party for its That Ain't Blues CD. Coming up 7.30 Saturday at the Cultural Center of Cape Cod. They're just hammering out the events. That is a 7.30 Saturday this weekend in uh, South Yarmouth on Old Main Street, the Cultural Center of Cape Cod. $25 ticket, and they'll have plenty of blues... To soothe your soul, Greg, you can head on down there and commiserate with true artists of the blues, Steve Morgan and the Kingfish. Boy, the events are heating up around Cape Cod, fellas. A lot is happening around. Yeah, it is, really. I mean, it may
1: be the shortest month, but it's, it's rocking.
2: It's, 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 it's cold. It's February. You know, you'd expect not much to be going on, and, and every single week we do the show. There's tons and tons of stuff.
0: So many choices. Cape Cod. It means fun in some other language. Doesn't it?
2: more. Oh, Amore. that's right.
0: Well, this has been a wonderful show. Chalk a block. With outstanding content and events. You've been listening to the Cape Cod Fun Show. My name is Eric Williams. Mung, thank you for being here. My pleasure. And Greg, Bluesman, thanks for being here. Thank you. Till next time. Till next week. This has been the Cape Cod Fun Show. See you. When well, I woke up this morning, I climbed out of my bed. I looked in the mirror, and my name was Greg. I got the Greggy Waggy blues. (laughs) Yeah. Greggy Waggy. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left...